I'm back in the booth. Welcome back. It's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about our lives as parents, partners, artists, coaches, and amateur scientists. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to learn, and to listen to loud music, and then to share it all with you. <laughs> I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hey, I'm Rob Stenzinger. <laughs> That's my line. I That's forget. your yeah. line. Good work, go. man. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back to the studio. Well, thanks. Good to be here. Good to be here. And it's, uh, yeah, we're just on a different sort of schedule now. We really are on a different schedule, as I'm sure many people listening are. Uh, schedules are different and life is a little sideways sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I like to contextualize it like we collectively haven't dealt with a pandemic Nine months in. Since, well, right. Since now, you know, every day for nine months now. But before that, it had been about 100 years, so. Oh, you were going way back. Makes sense. We, we're not like. We're not super prepared. Freshly. Ready. Yeah. At all. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Well, I hope everybody is doing well. And um, today we are going to talk a couple things. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about goal planning. Um, and how do you how do you goal plan in a global pandemic and mm. in these kind of crazy times. And then we're going to um, spend some time today giving some picks and talking about some of our, our favorite um, art and science picks that maybe um, you could use as some gift giving ideas. If you partake in gift giving in the month of December. Hmm. Okay. I will see. I hope, I hope I did. Okay. In that regard. I, I have one for sure. That could be a gift. So, all right. Well, maybe it's just a, a gift to the universe. Oh, sure. <laughs> it, it, okay. There you go. I'm my voice in an MP3 file for a little bit is the gift. Surprise. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Please share with your loved ones. Mm hmm. You're welcome. You could give the gift of the art and science punks podcast. There you Yeah, that's true. I yeah. There's even cost a whole bunch anything. of episodes there. Um, that's true. It's free. It's we're in the 80s. Yeah. We're somewhere in the episode 80-ish, 7-ish. Yeah. And pretty sure that, um, you know, it's kind of funny that our eldest now listens to the show. So I don't know if, if I could say like, oh, and, you know, maybe maybe youngins would like the show or whatnot. But I think it's just, you know, her her doing research. She, you know, she's, <laughs> she's like, what are they talking about? She, they're talking about me sometimes? Yeah, that's what she listens for. Mm -hmm. Hi, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hope hope this is a good one for you. <laughs> All right. So, um, have you thought much about goal planning for uh, the the year twenty twenty one that is coming upon us? I'm not sure if I've really stopped thinking about goal planning all of twenty twenty. I mean, certainly sure. stuck in the midst of stuckness. But also saying, well, how do I, how do I make something work based on these intentions I started the year with? So it's not like the topic has gone away fully. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will say, yeah. you know, I know we've been um, on a much different schedule uh, this this kind of fall and winter time frame. But we do hope to get, you know, to sit down and to do an episode kind of a goal reflection and goal planning. So we do mm -hmm. plan to still do that. Uh, but we wanted to touch on it a little bit today, just from the standpoint of um, encouraging people to start thinking about it as we're starting to think about it. And 
you know, what will be kind of some key components of the way you want to do your goal planning as we walk into 21, you know, still in the midst of this pandemic, we feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but we all know it's going to be, take a little bit to get from here to there. Mm. It's going to take some, some time and it's going to take some more diligence on all of our parts. Um, so how do we kind of put our personal and professional goals in place knowing that? Well, um, I mean, I think no matter what, any kind of year that we have, I mean, what we, it's, it's part of our context and in, in, in the environment and the, some of the constraints and the stuff that might shape our goals. But in, in, let's see, a lot of times I would say would shape what we end up trying to do to work toward the goals and, and, um, to, uh, it's almost the difference between strategy and tactics kind of thing. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> Cause the goals a lot of times for me are a strategy or acting upon like maybe a big picture, a big purpose of, of you know, do whatever exercise you want to do as, as far as where do you want to end up in life, then uh, go- yearly goals are a nice way to stay in touch with that. But then that isn't like the day-to-day plan. The day-to-day plan is super affected by the pandemic and, and uh, so true. Uh, different realities that that presents. So, but that, does that really change the goals? So in a way, I mean, yes, but it doesn't have to, um, you know, it may change aspects of your strategy if you do a lot of things in person or um, traveling type of stuff, right? Right, If if that's filling your goals, then that's going to be really directly affected. But if it's sort of like, oh, I want to, um, you know, create a few new products, evolve this existing product, and, you know, there could be aspects about that that get changed, but the overall goal and why you're doing it might not might not be changed too severely based on the pandemic that is that's a really good point and i think um as we sit down to to think through our goals you know encouraging people and encouraging each other and encouraging ourselves um all of those buckets to still put those goals out there and um Mm. you know and i think you're right robbie when we're working through the goals. Maybe those don't change a whole lot, but when we get to the tactics of how we're going to accomplish it, that's maybe where we need to get more creative um, as we look forward. Well, and you just mentioned something super important too, along with those tactics is having some kind of framing to um, nurture and weather and, you know, be kind and resilient for navigating your way toward the goals amidst all the other stuff. That's one of the things, and I hope people are seeing this and feeling this in their in their social feeds. Because one of the things that I keep seeing and hearing in my feeds are is is really that message to, you know, be gentle with yourself as you're looking back and reflecting back on how much you've accomplished, and that we're all, um, you know, in a really challenging time and something that none of us have lived through previously, and so. That is, you know, to, to, to grant yourself a little bit of grace. Um, um, I made a joke to my therapist the other day about um, something having to do with, with my cancer and saying, you know, I, at least I get to continue to, to have sessions. Mm-hmm. And she laughed and said, the entire world has an adjustment disorder. Don't worry about that. Like, she's like, just, you know, we're all in a place mm-hmm. of having 
you know, from a, from a psychological perspective, an adjustment disorder right now because of everything that's going on, because our lives are so significantly different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if, I mean, if you're someone who's listening to the art and science punks and your life isn't that different, <laughs> that's probably a different kind of disorder, right? Because that's your... Well, or they something. live somewhere that has, has behaved differently. If you're in the U.S. or yeah, live anywhere near us when, yeah, the yeah. cases are what they are, uh, then that's some kind of denial or whatnot. But yeah, they have other, for, other, other places in the world have um, different realities, and that's a really good point. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know, I'm super thankful for it because it provides a good example for us to, to live with and observe and uh, hopefully learn from. So... Yeah, absolutely. So grant yourself hmm. some grace as you reflect, as you start to reflect back, and as you start to to dig in and think about what twenty one is going to hold for you. And you know, oh boy, do I even do the goal planning? You know, um, Robbie and I are going to encourage you to yes, absolutely, um, continue to do the goal planning and continue to put it down. You know, on paper, in 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 imagery, however works best for you. The, that idea of of you know encouraging and and putting you know, being willing to express your goals. It, it, it's kind of a vulnerable thing. It, it may not feel awesome when you sort of put that on paper or physically or digitally. And then it, then whatever happens and the tactics that you have and the opportunities available and whatever transpires, if those goals aren't coming about, if you're not, if, if they're not becoming outcomes, um, that can be tough. And I do see, you know, some folks, uh, sharing socially that, well, you know, why, why do that? Why do, why have goals? Why have to-do lists mm -hmm. and anything that we're, um, and being someone who's had them for, had goals and to-do lists for so long, <laughs> even as a teenager. And if I'm, I've, my approach has, has evolved and I've, you know, learned and experimented with stuff over the years. But overall, when things don't happen yet or as soon or in the same way or as well as I wish them to come about. Um, I don't look at the goals as like, oh, it's I, the goals betrayed me or something like that. It's, it's a, and I don't always look at it in a peaceful way either. I can be pretty frustrated and, or bummed or whatnot. But in the end, it's like the goals and the, the big lists, the strategies and the tactics are like this ongoing story and promise to myself that I'm, um, I'm, I'm writing the stuff down to stay connected to what I care about. And if I start to practice not writing it down and not trying to, you know, make, make some kind of a big deal of it, I don't feel that that's going to help me. Uh, or I don't, I don't think that, that, that makes, I think that brings about different problems and, and, you know, as opposed to just seeing, because that kind of feedback is could be incredibly useful, right? Absolutely. Painful, maybe, but maybe, useful. and but it can be very useful, and that's the importance. And, and you know, we'll talk about that when we do our our goal podcast. But that's the importance of the reflection piece, right? Is it mm -hmm. not the right goal, or is it just a goal that's going to take longer? Mm -hmm. We've noticed because we've done kind of our goal planning process for so many years that oftentimes the goal doesn't get accomplished in the initial year that it's written. But when we look back over time, we see that these things that we really wanted and put on as high priority, you know, two, three or five years back 
have come to fruition. Mm -hmm. It just sometimes takes a little longer. And I also think there's incredible value, like you say, and, and maybe the goal needs to be refined. Maybe it isn't, you know, the exact right goal. Um, and so. a lot of times it's naive. It's a naive perspective that the past me had and didn't realize, oh, that's really three big things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. And then over time I can, I can sort of turn that one goal into multiple stages. 17 goals or, as it should have been. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a great point. I appreciate you bringing that up. Cool. Cool. Um, so more to come on goals. Yeah. I think that was our little goal teaser. Cause you know, it's something that we are both um, very passionate about and we love to talk about. So again, we well, hope to worth mentioning our workshop actually right now. Right. Right. So we, we actually have a workshop available on, uh, on Gumroad or Skillshare. This workshop is called goal setting using design plus storytelling with six empowering design activities. And it also has this, um, workbook that goes along with the, it called the where next journal. So, if you, you purchase the workshop, you get the workbook. If you want, you can buy the full workbook separately. Or if you want the, the free, um, reduced, like pared down version of the workbook, um, that's, a, that's available too. So um, easiest place to do that, which I'll put a link in the show notes. But of course, you could go to uh, my website, which has a page on it called store.html. So go to robstenzinger.com slash store.html. Or just click that store link at the top of my website, robstenzinger.com. And you will find goal setting using design plus storytelling. Great. Waiting for you. All right. Nice. Thanks for bringing that in. Right on. All right. Should we do some picks? Yeah, let's do some picks. So in honor of the holidays uh, upcoming, we are going to um, each do an art pick and each do a science pick this time. And they may or may not be gift related, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sure. All right. Gifts take a lot of different forms, but yes. That's right. Gifts, like I said, gifts gifts to the universe. <laughs> so would you like to go first? Sure. I'll go first. Um, I'll do my art pick first. So for my art pick, I was thinking a lot about... Um, there's, there's so many ways to kind of go with this. This is, I guess... This is many picks in one. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm taking a page out of your playbook. Um, so for my art pick, what I was thinking a lot about is um, meaningful artistic type gifts. And I think one of the best ways to do that kind of in the world that we're in right now is, um, you know, a lot of people have been talking about supporting local artists and sh trying to shop locally. And so I kind of came up with I, there's a couple of um, pottery people that I follow and so I was thinking about you know maybe using one of some of them as um, as the picks and I stumbled upon kind of a way to, to to think about this and that is I really like the Etsy platform and so going to Etsy and so like for example going to Etsy and searching for pottery but then what you can do um, in the filters of Etsy is you can narrow that down that you want something that ships from your area locally. And that's going to help you find local artists in your area, in your, com in your community. So for example, I searched for pottery and then I, um, indicated that I want items. I want to look at items that just ship from somewhere in Minnesota. Hmm. And that, you know, kind of gives me an opportunity, um, to see some more local artists and some of their work. So whether you're looking for, you know, coloring pages or pottery or, you know, a, an art print to put on your wall, that's um, one way to kind of hit both those areas hmm. that I found. 
That's a that's a neat mechanism. So that was that was my that is my art pick, um, and again I will talk. You know Emily um, Emily Murphy pottery is a potter that I follow in the in the Minnesota area. Um, has some beautiful work out there, and so that was kind of where I started and got me thinking about that, but also then more broadly and, and also something that you can do in your own local communities. Mm. That yeah, marketplaces can do some pretty cool things. Yeah, I mean, for for me, it's it's a little bit tricky this year as I'm not able to get out to, you know, shop in the you know some of the the smaller local stores or go to some of the, you know, smaller local even if they are happening. Some of them are, some of them aren't. You know, um, you know, like you know the pottery tours and those kinds of things that I would normally right. do. Yeah, that's uh, yeah local events with. Uh, art studio tours and pottery tours and all that. It's uh, yeah, it's a different kind of year, but uh, pretty cool. Like it's, um, and that can be an, a thread I bet you could pull on where going from Etsy, doing a local filter, finding specific artists, finding their other presences and maybe associations or whatever. You know, it's almost like you can Absolutely. pull on a thread and who knows, find different communities and angles and all that. Absolutely. And there's ways too. then, if you're looking locally to reach out to these artists directly, you know, and not having to go through the marketplaces, which is also another opportunity. Hmm. Um, well, okay. That's a really cool art pick. I think I should do my art pick. Now. Go for it. Let's hear it. Okay. So this could be a gift though. Logistically, it's a little bit challenging to to do as a gift depending on the platform um okay clip studio paint is a uh so i'm sure you've, you've heard of you probably maybe you've heard of clip studio paint maybe you're i have an artist who you have oh you sure. mean other people sorry yeah no well, <laughs> you in general and you specifically so it's um honestly we should get you a license for this that's not a bad idea um it depends on what platform as far as how you get the license and stuff, right? So Clip Studio Paint is a general purpose illustration pieces of software. Um, it works, uh, you know, kind of like Photoshop, kind of like Illustrator. So it works with vector things. It works with um, raster, you know, pixel-based things. And can you can do both in, in sort of one file, right? And it has, it comes in a few different versions where you can get, I, I forget the, the different, um, basically you can get the, the basic version or the fancy version. And the fancy one mostly gets you um, additional features like dealing with uh, pa pages, projects that have multiple pages, like a comic or something. And so much of what Clip Studio is, is, can do is it, it helps you do the kinds of um artistic output things that that make it easier to make comics especially so like laying out panels and all of a sudden the layers in your project have groupings based on what panel you have like so if you're doing a page oh, sure. with yeah i mean right like different frames in any kind of comic whether it's you know horizontal comic strip or a whole you know um portrait or landscape page melt divided up into multiple things little stuff like that make the job so much easier and more organized things like when you put text on the screen and then you then it has a special tool for doing word balloons and stuff right so now if you circle text with when with one of the word balloon tools which it has multiple um all of a sudden they're grouped and associated instantly like the tool just 
helps you with these nu- nudges and, and affordances that just, it, it knows you are probably trying to do a comic and it, it makes your life easier. And even if you're, you're, you're doing digital painting or illustration, maybe even a little bit of animation, it has all those abilities uh, baked in. And even in the, the, the regular version, it, it does that. But the, a couple of things that the fancy version does that the regular version doesn't. But And the thing is that's wild about this, that I'm not normally a huge fan of. It has cloud features too, right? Oh, Sure. Everybody does. Yeah, because, and I get it, where, I mean, the whole business of doing software is super hard. It's like I've been, um, you know, working along as as a software, um, you know, hybrid software creator and artist and designer for more than a couple decades now. And it just, the, the business keeps changing and, and morphing and it's like, you know, it's, it's hard. I get it. So, but it's also a tension thing because me as a customer... I don't really want to have subscriptions to every single thing I want to use <laughs> on a computer, but yet certain tools, depending on how important they are to you, depending, depending, right? Maybe their value is greater than that subscription cost. And so here you go. So Clip Studio on a desktop doesn't have a subscription. Clip Studio on tablets and mobile, you're, they have subscriptions. Oh, it's subscription and There's cloud-based. some free-ish thing on mobile where like you get to use it for some limited amount of time a day or something. Uh, so oh, it's weird. possible to do Work free. really fast. I guess, right? So it's good they're experimenting with that a little bit. But anyway, um, if you followed any of my different podcasts, I talk about Clip Studio Paint for, forever. Um, and back when it was even called Manga Studio... It's an amazing tool cross-platform. It's like I don't really need the Adobe tools overall because of Clip Studio Paint. Clip Studio Paint. That's so nice. Um, and, you know, not that I'm here to campaign against Adobe tools, but hey, you know, there's competition. And overall, Clip Studio, it goes on sale a couple times a year for um, a, you know, a good discount than it is normally. So the desktop version is typically where I see those sale prices. But then there's subscription versions for the tablet and mobile. But um, once you're but once you're kind of in that ecosystem, it's really neat where to go back and forth between your desktop and your tablet and what have you. And just by, you know, using their built-in cloud thing, it it it's actually pretty great. Um, I could go on and on with a bajillion different features as far as um, like you can have reference things and other materials and you know textures and different styles and custom brushes and, and like it's really cool if you want to a lot lift, of features get, to dig get into really the, deep into yeah and if there's a particular kind of uh, illustration that you do and you want to sort of uh, set yourself up in, with tools to do that rapidly I mean it's it's you know you can um, save those different things as uh, as materials and and give yourself the productivity boost anyway uh that's my art pick uh, nice. is clip studio paint on just about any platform oh big thing it's recent is um they weren't on the android platform at all for years recently just this year they were like okay on samsung galaxy devices that are android okay, we're in their store. But now, like just a few days ago, they're on all Android. Oh, nice. That's so, great. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome to point out. Anyway, yeah, big fan. Yeah, you sound like a big fan. That's awesome. Um, it's a tool you use a lot, though. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I'm happy to talk about this. It's like not just a, a article I got excited about. This is a tool I've used for years, and it's um, um, and it's, it's neat when you come across something that um, 
is just so helpful. And because I, I and I know talking about, it, I know it's going to help other people too. And they're not a sponsor of the show, which is a crime. <laughs> All right. Well, such is the nature of the business. Yep. Um, science picks. Do you want to jump into your science pick, or should I go? Well, let's take turns. Okay, I like it. Uh, my science pick is um, indoor gardening. Indoor gardening. Indoor gardening is my science pick. So, you know, we live in Minnesota, as we've mentioned before. So there is a season to our garden that we can have. We plant our garden in, oh, usually the end of May, beginning of June. And, um, you know, it will last through the fall. And then it kind of has to come down um, for the wintertime. And so I've been looking at, there's a lot of different, there's just more and more opportunity and options for indoor gardening, um, you know, small herb gardens, but, um, or, you know, and some of them even bigger, um, you know, there's like pretty big, almost like robot looking gardens now that you can do indoors to grow greens and, and lots of different things. But there's several on the market and um, it, that market seems to be growing, kind of like you talk, there's getting to be more competition. Um, they A lot of them come with um, maybe some watering, some self-watering or some lighting um, hmm. options. Um, so there's a couple of the common ones out there are click and grow. Hmm. Um it has a lot of different options. There is the Arrow Garden. That one I know gets kind of a lot of um, media attention. So those are kind of the the main ones that you kind of see out there for indoor gardens. And there's there I don't know they're really cool. There's a lot of different different options. Do you think we'll be testing one of these at some point? I would love to. Um, mm. It's something. It didn't go on my kind of wish list this year, but um, and they're a li- they're a little bit more spendy. I'm still waiting to see the costs come down a little bit because mm-hmm. um, to do a small indoor garden that holds about three plants, like think about like three herbs. You know, maybe you're going to do your basil and some thyme, um, stuff like that. You know, they're they're about a hundred dollars. Is this something that like we've been close to doing? Because I mean, we we did get. Um, I know there's a window where you you purchased a um, like a warming pad yep. to help the plants not get cold by the window. But yep. then you also had like a like um, I have a, a light. UV light. Yep, I have a, I have a grow light. Okay, um, I have a grow light that I use in the winter for the plants. And then um, actually, the mat is really old that we have. That's mm. actually from starting seedlings. Oh, so it's just a seedling mat. But because that window is so cold, I throw I turn it on, I plug it in, and it just gives a little extra warmth to that space. As a matter of fact, it's probably about time to get those things out um, and get the the plants all ready for the winter. That or I got to knit them sweaters. I'm not sure which. Because, <laughs> I mean, I wonder if there's different ways to go about it. Oh, with, absolutely. Um, I mean, absolutely. I could I could definitely, you know, just get some pots and use the grow lights I have. But these little systems and kits are kind of cool because, like I said, um, they'll have some light options. They have some watering options. Um Right, some so it's them, like this whole. Some recipe. of them have apps that come with them. Oh so, gosh, you know, connected you can, products and apps. Right. Watch out. So, like I said, um, and and they get quite large. I've seen um, photos of some quite some pretty big indoor gardens where you can grow, you know, lettuce, broccoli, all sorts of um, different things indoors. So indoor gardening, I don't know. It's something I definitely want to explore a little more. You know, right now we have a kitten who is still very fascinated by the plants. And I'm a little concerned about putting anything that's too fragrant 
that would just maybe attract the kitten a little bit more until she's a little better trained. Yeah. So many variables with that little thing. (laughs) It's actually a cat shaped animal. We're not exactly certain what she is because she's grown like at three times the rate of any other kitten we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And right. Um, all the quirks, I don't know, like if we rate, yeah, a fresh, interesting looking plant thing that sometimes shot water and I don't know, like yeah, she would be it all over it. Sounds like a, like it would get uh, tackled at some point. Yes. But, um, you know, different people, different situations, or maybe, you know, folks who have a shelf that would uh, keep it away from such a cat shaped animal. That's right. Hmm. All right. Um, I can see that being a pretty cool gift situation hmm, hmm, hmm. and um, very very interesting well I, okay so my science pick is uh i think it, it's just reminding everyone myself included that we have a, a giant thing coming to mars right so us human species you know this this project headed up by nasa you know but i i look i think of it as like that's it's all of us right Oh, We've got heck this, yeah. yeah, this endeavor happening. Um, so the the 2020 uh, mission to Mars, the, the with the uh, Perseverance rover, and uh, there's a page. If you go to mars.nasa.gov/mars2020, you can see the this page of where is Perseverance, and it's like was it 60ish days out, something like that. So it's um, you know, it's on its way. Uh, yeah, I think it was 67 days. Right. Look at the, okay, we go 67 days. Okay. All right. And then it's going, there's a similar sort of sky crane mechanism that's going to help perseverance land and all that. But, um, I, I don't know. I'm just excited about this new Rover, this, you know, big old car robot that is heading to Mars. I think it would be awesome. I so I you know I don't have any obvious gifts or whatever, but you think about things that would be inspired on this based on this. I think there's a lot of uh, any combination of craft um, where you're putting wheels on stuff. And, oh and, yeah, build your own rover. Mm-hmm. That could be cool, and um, and then depending on what what um, you know elements or bits or how much you get into making stuff, you know, like adding some kind of motor to that, would be cool. Um, I, I just think the, huh, it's a cool project and I, I hope it's, I hope it lands safety. So safely. So we'll, you know, I'm sure we'll be doing yeah, some we'll podcasts between here and then. <laughs> um, but I can't wait for when we end up being able to talk about the, like how it went or, you know, in that initial landing, that's going to be awesome. I, I wonder if, if they're going to have better, like, cause the only landing stuff we saw before was the, um, sort of rendered, you know, like we're seeing right now, if you go to, to mars.nasa.gov, you see a, a pretty sweet, Rendered um, image. yeah, computer generated, um, looping, uh, film clip. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder if we'll get, we'll get like real footage of that, of its landing. I so, hope so. That would be really cool. Yeah. And it's also neat on the website because it tells you where perseverance is today. Like mm-hmm. how far away is it from the earth and how close right. is it to Mars? So it's 71% complete on its trip. So it's, mm-hmm. it's getting there. Yeah. 
It's almost three quarters of the way there, which is amazing. Yeah, it's uh, 210,000 miles away from us, but then only 82,000 miles away from Mars. That's just mind boggling. And how fast is it going? Um, It's going 55 miles per hour. It's speed limit. It's legal. No, it's 54,000 miles per hour. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not what that means. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I like to say stupid things in a convincing way. Oh my gosh, you have me totally convinced. Well, that is a fantastic pick, and I don't think that anybody could probably purchase me the Perseverance Rover for Hmm. a holiday gift, but I do do believe in sharing the love of science and uh, all the things that NASA is doing, and I know that... um, it's, you could theme so many different holiday gifts. So oh, like yeah. a, a Lego set and be, be like Mars Rover gift wrapping or anything like that. Oh, or, absolutely. Yeah. I um, bet NASA even has a marketplace. I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, it's it's overall, it's there's there isn't like a heavy e-commerce push on this website. It's, <laughs> it's more, more just... Information. Yeah, educational. Well, I think that's a fantastic note for us to wrap it up. I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and is excited and for the holidays that are upcoming and is are um, able to you know stay safe and still connect with loved ones in the new and unique ways that we're all getting on calls, video sure. calls, and all Online of those kinds of things. Online gaming with each other from a distance. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of ways to connect without giving each other the disease. So I think that wraps us up then. Yes. And, uh, well, yeah. Okay. I, I'll say thank you also. And, uh, so for instance, thanks for listening to this and for being a part of our art and science punks community. And Hey, there's more ways to connect with Kate and I, you can, as a reminder, check out our workshops. Uh, I mentioned that link to go straight to the download, but then there's ways to get, you know, to, to contact us directly if you wanted to, you know, help us with, have us help you with like some creative coaching or career coaching type stuff. You can go to um, mycoachkate.com to connect with her services, or you can go to mystuffatrobstenzinger.com. Art and Science Box can be found on both And I can be found on both as Rob Stenzinger. Keep building, making, and sharing. And editing podcasts. Happy holidays. (laughs) Right on. Yeah, clip in the beginning and then some kind of jibber jabber at the end. Jabberfish? Jabber, 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 jabber. Jabber jaws. Jabber jaw, but it was babblefish. Oh, I don't remember Babblefish. I just remember Babblefish was early days of the internet. Um, like if you wanted to, con- um, that was Google Translate before Google Translate. Well, that wasn't that long ago. No, yeah. uh, 20 years. But Yeah, but Jabberjaw was much love. Fair enough. If we um, compare, Jabberjaw is older. Jabberjaw is older, but Jabberjaw was making a resurgence due to Cartoon Network having all the Hanna-Barbera catalog right around the time when Babblefish was at, was at its peak. I think you made that up. I think it's it's pretty science. <laughs>